Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Total Bases Express Show. I am your host, Austin Spiro. Thank you so much for joining us on what is a, a late Friday night. Uh, happy Friday to you all. Um, Friday before Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you all have some plans to spend with some spend time with some family and eat some uh, turkey. For me, I like a good uh, Christmas ham or uh, Thanksgiving ham or Thanksgiving uh, brisket. Um, I don't know. Turkey's all right. It is what it is. Um, anyway, so before we get into our Turkey Day festivities, we're going to talk a little baseball on the Total Bases podcast. Uh, real quick show. We're going to do some quick rapid fire free agent talk. Where should free agents go? Now, I'm not talking about where I think they're going to sign. Um, I'm not talking about any of that. Um, where I think they're going to sign and where maybe... Uh, where maybe they should sign or maybe two different places, right? And we're going to look at the skill sets of some of these different players and we're and uh, I'm going to try and place them on a team that I think they should go. Um, I, I talked about, uh, I'm going to look at their skill set. I'm going to look at team needs and I'm going to look at payroll. Who can afford those guys, right? Um, so we're, that's what we're going to do here. We got a lot going on. Uh, I see some of you are already in the, uh, already watching. So thank you to Shannon for watching. I appreciate you, uh, tuning in here later at night. Um, so yeah, let's get right into the free agent talk. If you've got an idea on where you think some of these free agents are going to go, uh, or you got an idea on where you think they should go, go ahead and drop it in the comments there. We're live on Facebook. One of the best, uh, Facebook groups around the best baseball group around baseball life. Go ahead and join us there for some more baseball talk. Uh, let's get going. Uh, and talking about some of these free agents here. So I've got some rapid fire. It looks like we've got what about 24, 25 free agents that I want to talk about here. I talked about, I'm going to talk about the premier free agents from each position. So yeah, I only have one catcher and then I have a bunch of shortstops, um, but that's how this goes. Right. And uh, we are going to uh, talk about it and see where I think they should go. I'll talk a little bit about each player. So first, we're going to start at catcher. We're going to start behind the dish. And the one catcher that I have is Wilson Contreras, formerly of the Cubs. Where do I think Wilson Contreras should go? So Wilson Contreras has been a great um a great addition to the Cubs. Uh, he's uh, pretty much the last of the core, I guess you want to say, when it comes to uh, that World Series winning core from the Cubs. And uh, there was a lot. Of, there's a lot. There's been a lot of talk of him, you know, staying a Cub. Does he want to lead the new the new brand of Cubs? But I'm going to be honest with you. The Cubs are nowhere nowhere near winning. Nowhere close to being a playoff team, in my opinion. They could come out of the dark and you know become a legitimate. Uh, playoff shot but I really I think this is some rebuilding years here for uh for Chicago and I think it's really time for the Cubs to move on and find some new players and Wilson Contreras is getting up there in age he's getting you know up there in terms of his last sort of peak years in terms of productivity and so I think he wants to go on a team that's more of a contender but you know there there isn't very many spots usually they have you know they're there aren't very many places where a catcher like him can go. He's not as much of a defensive catcher, in my opinion, as he is more of an offensive catcher. He's looking for a place where um, he can contribute offensively. Um, maybe, you know, yeah, defensively, he's going to be great. Um, but I think his contributions will be more of uh, when it comes to uh, offense. And so I think he should move on from the Cubs. And I think he should move to the Guardians. 
yes, I think he should be the new backstop for the Guardians. Uh, the Guardians have, you know, a couple catchers there, but in terms of offensive catchers, their offensive production from catching is not as good as you think it should be. And they're a contending team and they've got good pitchers. So I would say Wilson Contreras would probably benefit from having a better pitching staff. Um, Melvin says in the, uh, Melvin in the chat says that the, uh, two more years for the Cubs. He wants two more years from the Cubs, our resident uh, Cubs fan in here. Um, so uh, that is my, that is my, uh, that is my opinion on, in terms of Wilson Contreras. We're going to move to first base now. Uh, first base has got a couple of premier free agents. We've got Jose Abreu and we've got Josh Bell. I'm going to talk about Jose Abreu first. Jose Abreu, we already know, is a RBI machine. The dude is going to get on base, but his thing is RBIs. And I looked at, you know, I specifically looked at first baseman for each team and where they are in terms of production, run production, and most most predominantly RBIs. And it just so happens that there's talk that this guy may go, um, that he may um, he may go to this team, right? And it just so happens he may be a good fit here. I'm talking about Jose Abreu should look at signing with the Houston Astros. Move on from the White Sox. Go to the Houston Astros. Go to the dark side, Jose Abreu, and go to the Astros um, with with the uh, with Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve and all those guys in the middle of the lineup and those guys getting on base. He will have no problem hitting those guys in, and they're scoring even more runs, more you know, more runs for the already dominant offense that is the Astros. Look for Jose Abreu to, to be a good fit over there at Minute Maid Park. Um, Melvin is clarifying himself. He says the Cubs will be competing in two years. Oh, very interesting. We'll see whether it is uh, off, um, whether it is with the services of Wilson Contreras or not. Uh, moving on, Jose Abreu should go to the Astros. Let's go to Josh Bell. Josh Bell is a very interesting candidate here. I would venture to say that Josh Bell, yeah, he has the power, but I would say that Josh Bell would be more of a guy that, you know, battles and um, let's see if I'm remembering correctly. I'm going to look. He walks quite a bit for a first baseman. Um, and he doesn't strike out as much. And his strikeout numbers have been going down um as as he's gotten older uh 266 average last year 362 obp getting on base quite a bit and slugging 422 um wrc plus last year 123 for both san diego and um and washington now i think that he's a veteran first baseman he's going into his age 30 season and, you know, he's a veteran first baseman. So I think he would benefit from being in that leadership role in a, in a younger team that's looking to maybe make a splash a little bit in terms of offense and especially offensive first baseman. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I, and I would say he's not going to be as expensive as somebody like a Jose Abreu. Somebody like the Orioles. I think would benefit from somebody like Josh Bell. I would, I would, I'm going to say Josh Bell to the Orioles would be a very, very interesting and very, uh, it'd be a very interesting thing to watch. Um, so yeah, I think Josh Bell to the Orioles would be uh, really interesting power up that offense to couple with that um, awakening that we saw in terms of pitching when it came to Baltimore. Um, 
So, uh, and it looks like we got more people tuning in. Thank you to Corey for watching. Uh, we're going to move from first baseman. See, we're rapid fire. We're, we're just throwing them out here. We're going to go to second baseman. The second baseman, the second base free agent uh, pool is not very deep. It's highlighted by Gene Segura and Adam Frazier, which to me is not very exciting, but I wanted to give some representation to second baseman. Um, so let's go to Gene Segura. Gene Segura has kind of had a, um, how, how do you want to say it? Maybe a resurgence in terms of his offense um, in the last year or so, especially with the Phillies. Um, last year he had a 277 average with a 336 OBP, 387 slugging. He's not going to slug. He's going to hit a handful, maybe 10 homers. And, you know, he's not going to light the cover off the ball, but he will, he will, you know, he will get on base. He will contribute with you offensively only played 98 games last year. So that's kind of a, you know, is he going to be able to stay on the field? He has been able to stay on the field for most of his career. Just last year, he kind of had a setback with some injuries. Um, but one thing I noticed, and especially with his run with the Phillies, is his ability to be clutch and his ability to come up when um, when he's needed. And he's going into his age thirty three season, so you're all so you're also looking at that veteran presence in the locker room. So I want to say they're looking either you're looking for him to go to either an up and coming contender or somebody that was in the playoffs and is looking to get a little just a little bit better. And so I have two teams for Gene Segura. I would say it would be really interesting to see him on the Diamondbacks, Corey Decker, if you want to, you know, chime in here, um, see if he could go, see if he would fit in in Arizona with that young squad there who have made a couple of interesting trades. I mean, they traded with the Mariners. They traded Kyle Lewis for Cooper Hummel, uh, which I thought was really interesting. They've already have a lot of outfielders putting Kyle Lewis in there was an interesting trade. Um, but you know, Putting that veteran presence in there with Gene Segura, I think would serve well for that young uh, Diamondbacks offense or trade Adam Frazier and put in Gene Segura for the Mariners. You have that, you know, you have that clutchiness he's got and that veteran presence. He was on the Phillies. So now he has some of that playoff, playoff sort of experience and a deep playoff run experience. He may be that step that the Mariners need in order to make a deeper run into the playoffs and maybe, just maybe, eclipse the Astros and get into the championship series, right? It'd be really interesting to see what he would do on the Mariners as well. Next is Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier is not a power hitter by any means. Not, there aren't very many power hitting second baseman. And Adam Frazier is as far from a power hitting second baseman as you're going to get. He is an on base person. He's a guy that is going to slap the ball into the, into the outfield and get you some singles. He's gonna, let's see. Did, did he rack up any doubles? Let's see. He had 22 doubles in 2021 and 36 doubles a year prior in 30 uh, in uh, 2021. Uh, let's see a, a 238 average. A uh, 301 OBP and a 311 slugging with uh, in 156 games with Seattle. So I think it's safe to say that Seattle did not do very well. Um, did not um, go well with him. He doesn't strike out as much. He's going to make contact with the baseball. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the the Angels may need somebody like Adam Frazier. You know, we, we we've got Luis Renjifo. All right, maybe. Luis Renjifo, he was up in, he was up for Silver Slugger this year, but 
I'm not going to rest on those laurels. You know, there was, there's a lot of issues with that angels offense and the angels need to retool their offense a bit. And they did it earlier today with a trade, uh, for, uh, Gio or for, a for a prospect. Right. And so they're looking to retool their offense and maybe some pitching. The angels will be a common theme in this episode. And I think they could serve well from, they just need people to get on base so that people like um, Trout and Otani can hit other people in. So they're not only scoring two or three runs every game. So maybe somebody like, maybe somebody like Adam Frazier at the top of the lineup on t- with David Fletcher and those guys, maybe you'll start seeing some runs getting scored. Um, going into the shortstop market, the shortstop market is deep. I've got one, two, three, four. Yeah. Four shortstops right now that I'm going to talk to you about. The first one is in my mind, the highlight, the cream of the crop in the shortstop, uh, shortstop free agent market is Trey Turner. Trey Turner can do it all. Trey Turner can hit it for power. He can hit it for average. He can run fast. He can steal bases. He can field pretty decently. He's about a league average fielder. Um, and then, so you're looking at, and he can also play, he can also play second base. And that was the other thing that I took into consideration, um, was he can also play second base. So he doesn't necessarily have to stay tied to the, uh, tied to the shortstop position. He can also play second, which is how I ended up with this team. This team is looking to make a splash. Um, you know, they took a step back. And, uh, but they're looking to make a splash. They've already been in talks with maybe signing Aaron judge. I think maybe they could go another way. The giants. I think maybe the giants could serve well to have Trey Turner. You have Trey Turner hit it in that, in that triples alley gap. He's going to have triples for days. And I mean, days, right? He's going to lead the league in triples as long as Trey Turner continues to do what Trey Turner does. And then you have Brandon Crawford at short and Trey Turner at second. Your, your middle of the, your middle, your middle infield is set, right? Your middle infield is good. You don't got to worry about the middle infield. Um, So Trey Turner to the giants, I think would be very interesting. Are the giants looking at Trey Turner? I don't know if they're looking at Aaron judge. I'm certain they're looking at, uh, they're looking at other big time free agents. So maybe they should look at, they should look at Trey Turner. Um, Oh my man, Jacob, Jacob's watching now. Thank you. And uh, so is Carlos. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if you got, got some ideas on where these guys want to go, drop, drop something in the comments. Um, uh, Again, Trey Turner to the giants. The next one, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is another one of the premier shortstops in this shortstop class. Again, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. Um, was a main staple of the Astros offense for a long time. He was um, uh, he was a um, and he was a very important part of the offense for um, of the offense for Minnesota until he opted out of his contract after a year. Again, he's looking for a contender. He's looking for somebody who's going to win a championship, right? You don't have a player of that caliber not looking to win a championship, but you also need a bigger market team who's looking to pay for him. Um, I'm, I'm going to venture out and say that Carlos Correa should, now I'm not saying he will, but should go to the Phillies. Carlos Correa in a hitter's park that is Citizens Bank Park, and he will hit the cover off the ball out out there. And 
you know, you then you have that that young middle infield of Bryson Stott and uh, Alec Bohm and guys like that. And then um, Carlos Correa at short and uh, along with people like Schwarber and Harper and people that that offense is going to be um, is going to be something worth something worth watching. Right. And Jacob says, don't put that evil out there, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just I'm just spitting the truth here. I think this I think that would make the most sense for Carlos Correa that uh, that I just think that's how that would work. Next one, Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts has been one of the premier shortstops for a long time. He can hit for power. He can hit for average, um, you know, much like these other shortstops here. I'm going to venture out and say that it would be really smart if the Red Sox grabbed him again. I mean, he is a very important part of that Red Sox lineup. And, you know, they can build around Bogarts and they can build around, um, you know, they could build around some of their offensive pieces. Um but I, I I really don't see Xander Bogarts anywhere else. I think Boston is the way to go for Bogarts. Um, I I would really like to see him resign at Boston. Um, and Carlos in the comments says that he would like to see Correa go to Baltimore. That's an interesting. That's that's actually an interesting one. I didn't think about that um, earlier. I said that Josh Bell should go to the Orioles. Um, oh, <laughs> um, Jacob says Correa in L.A. You talk. Uh, I'm assuming he's talking about the Dodgers. That would be really interesting to see how the Dodger fans would react to Carlos Correa in L.A. Um, so um, that, yeah, that would be really interesting. So moving on from Bogarts should be uh, should continue to be a Red Sox. I'm going to go to Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson has come into his own as an offensive shortstop for the Braves. Um, or, yeah, for the Braves. And he turned into one of the best shortstops in the majors this season, um, fielding, he does, he does fine offensively is where his game is at right now. The, the, you know, he's been a big part of the Braves and the, you know, the world series winning Braves and, you know, the playoff Braves and, you know, but again, this, the angels are a, are a, a team up for sale. They're looking to clean up their offense and you wouldn't really lose as much in terms of defense. You, they would still have Andrew Velasquez at shortstop. I, and I've been saying this. I think the Angels should go after Dansby Swanson. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking they should go after Trey Turner. Trey Turner is too expensive, and there's too many holes for the Angels lineup for them to be looking at big time contracts. But I think they should go after some of the bigger guys. And I'd like to see Swanson in in LA again. That doesn't mean I think they're going to go. To these places, but I think that's where they should go. Um, much like uh, Jacob here, Jacob says that Dansby Swanson should go, will stay in Atlanta. And I think you're right. I think he's going to stay in Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a good place for him, but honestly, Dansby Swanson in Anaheim will look very good. And that's coming from an Angel fan. So maybe, maybe that's what I'm, maybe that's what I'm saying here. Uh, Brandon Drury. Uh, now we're going to go into the, uh, Brandon, we're going to go into the outfield. Brandon Drury uh, came into his own this season, had a very, very good offensive season this year uh, with the Reds and the uh, and the Padres. Uh, last season, he bat, let's see, his slash line was 263 with a 320 OBP and a 492 slugging. We saw an uptick in his slugging, and we saw an uptick in his OBP, a um, a slight drop in his batting average, but you're seeing an uptick in OBP and, and, and slugging. And then you're seeing also an uptick in weighted runs created plus um, 114 in 2021, 
and then a 123 in San Diego and Cincinnati. So now um, he's going into his, what is that, age 30 season. So again, another veteran looking to maybe come on it, you know, uh, maybe write a team. He's not, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a hot commodity out on the free agent market, but maybe somebody who's looking to contend, who's looking for a, maybe a cheaper offensive bat in the outfield. Brandon Drury in Detroit. I would say Brandon Drury in Detroit to me makes a lot of sense Um, and maybe counteract some of that god-awful offense you're getting from Javier Baez and, you know, Robbie Grossman didn't pan out and, you know, people like that, you know, maybe right the ship a little bit in Detroit when it comes to the offense. Um, Now let's move to Andrew Benatendi. Andrew Benatendi has was a staple again in uh you know he started in the Red Sox organization uh started to become more prominent in the uh in the in for the Royals and then he got traded to the Yankees where he was eventually injured but it was a great addition to the Yankees nonetheless I could see him as a Yankee but I would maybe see him go to another another team. I put the angels on here again, but I don't really want to talk. I, you know, the angels could use a lot of offense in a number of different positions. Um, so, you know, and I've already put two other people. I put Frazier and I put Swanson in there. I could see Ben attendee going to the angels as well. And I wouldn't mind seeing Ben attendee go to the angels, but um, the other place that I could see Ben attendee going, because again, I think he's looking for a contender. I could see him in Atlanta. Andrew Benatendi in Atlanta. Um, the offensive production from the outfielders in Atlanta was not great. After Ronald Acuna Jr., that really was it. And even then, Ronald Acuna Jr. had a down season. So Andrew Benatendi out in left field with you know the on base, you know the on base and the you know the contact rate that he's got. You have some of that middle of the lineup power going to be able to hit him in. I think Andrew Benatendi in, with Atlanta would be a great fit. Jerkson Profar. Jerkson Profar has kind of come into his own offensively in the last couple of years and had a breakout season last year with San Diego. It was quite a year to become uh to become a great uh great offensive asset. Um in terms of average, not great, 243, but a 331 OBP, a 391 slugging, 110 weighted runs created plus. Um, you know, that's his best. That's one of his best offensive seasons he's had. He's going into his age 30 season. So, you know, he's looking to maybe not necessarily a leadership role. And again, he's not going to be expensive, but I think he, you know, offensively, he's looking to go to a place where maybe he can be kind of a leader and, you know, expand more of his offensive, uh, offensive explosiveness that he's got all of a sudden. I would say Jerks and Profar would be a good fit for Miami. I was thinking either Miami or Texas, but I'm thinking the Marlins right now. Um, that just seems to be a fit. Profar with the Marlins. Um, that just seems to be a, a get that would that is very Marlins-esque, right? Um, all right. So, Jacob, hopefully you're still on because we're about to talk about Brandon Nimmo. Um, I think Brandon Nimmo is one of the most underrated hitters in, in the majors. Brandon Nimmo is a great hitter. He's a great on-base guy. He battles at the top of that lineup. Um, and I really don't have any complaints when it comes to Brandon Nimmo. He he gets on base really, really well. 
And I think he was a very underrated piece for that Mets offense in the last few years. Um, but, you know, I, you, you, you see him as a Met and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed as a Met, but the, another team that needs his help at the, at the top of that lineup and getting on base and not striking out as much and walking more is the Minnesota twins. I could see the Minnesota twins signing Brandon Nimmo as well. Um, you know, along with Luisa Reyes and people like that, I I could I think uh, the Minnesota Twins would really benefit from somebody like Brandon Nimmo. Um, and Jacob immediately says that he's leaving. I think I think he is too, but you know it, it, it sucks. You would like to see Brandon Nimmo stay a Met, but I I would like to see him go to the Twins. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, um, you know, Kevin Kiermeyer isn't necessarily a premier outfield. Uh, premier outfield outfielder or a premier offensive outfield free agent. Um, but his defensive prowess is still one out in center field that you, that is something to be taken into consideration, right? So you've got Kevin Kiermeyer out there in center field could really benefit, you know, run prevention from another team. I could see, you know, in terms of outfield defense, I could see Kiermaier going to the White Sox. You got a lot of offensive pieces, but the defense out and out with Chicago is just not great. It's not great. And they need somebody like that who can field. And I think Kevin Kiermaier would be a great step for the Chicago White Sox. So Kevin Kiermaier to the White Sox. Aaron Judge, the premier of the premier when it comes to free agents, let alone free, free agent outfielders, right? There are talks of him going to the Dodgers. There's talks of him going to the Mets. There's talks of him going to the Red Sox. There's talks of him going to uh, the Giants. There's talks of him going, you know, to all the big market teams. But I think Aaron Judge would be stupid. I think it would be a stupid decision if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees. I think Aaron Judge and the Yankees just go hand in hand. That's where he's having his absolute fantastic seasons um the yankee fans love him and it's really difficult to last in the in the new york market i really think aaron judge needs to stay a yankee um other people are saying he's going to the giants the giants could very well sign him but i don't know i don't see i i see aaron judge being more successful as a yankee and i see him staying as a yankee uh i uh, you know this this is more what makes sense but I would say he should stay Yankee, and I think he is going to. Now we're going to move on to DH. So I have three, DH, three DHs. I have Mitch Haniger, J.D. Martinez, and Michael Brantley. Mitch Haniger, I'm going to start with first. He was a uh, pretty important offensive piece for Seattle. Um, and, you know, he kind of hit the injury bug here in the last – the last uh, – the last season you've got uh, what he played 57 games, but you know what? Mitch Haniger has a little bit of pop. Yeah. He hit 39 homers in 2021, but for the most part, he hits anywhere from 2015 to 25 home runs. Uh, he hit 11 in 57 games last year. So, you know, um, high strikeout though, very high strikeout, not a whole lot of walks, um, but he's going to slug. So you need a slugging uh, DH or maybe even a slugging outfielder. Um, I could see 
Mitch Haniger going to either the White Sox, because that just seems to be a White Sox sort of pick, or the Cubs. Mitch Haniger to the Cubs. Maybe uh, maybe uh, Melvin is still on. Maybe uh, we can get his take on what he thinks of Mitch Haniger to the Cubs. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say when it comes to the Cubs. Uh, I, you know, they, they need some offensive power and I think Mitch Haniger and off, you know, an offensive veteran bat would be good there for in Chicago. Um, let's go to JD Martinez. JD Martinez is pretty much going to be a DH. I, I really don't think he's going to be anywhere else. He can play the outfield, but it's not great. And he played, uh, uh, he played, DH for he was DH for the Red Sox and I don't really see him going anywhere else. So you're looking for somebody who need who doesn't necessarily need an outfielder but is in need of an offensive DH. Um so and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to find anybody like that, but I did and well we'll see if Jacob has any opinion on this. I want to see what he thinks about JD Martinez to the Mets. I think that would be an interesting get there. Um you know with Lindor there and you know, some of these other premier power hitters and, you know, seeing J.D. Martinez, not maybe in the middle of the lineup, but maybe six would be kind of good there for the Mets. Um, so we'll just have to see where that goes. But he's still a he's still a a, a commodity when it comes to offense. Um, and finally, we'll go to Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley has been a great piece for um, the. For the Astros, he's leaving this year, becoming a free agent. Um, he's another one where I see, and honestly, I would love to see Michael Brantley. I think Michael Brantley and the Angels would fit very well. Michael Brantley at the top of that, at the top of that lineup, and then Mike Trout to follow him, and then Shohei Otani after that. You know, I really think that would be a really good one-two-three punch at the top of the hit, at the top of the, at the top of the lineup there, along with people like um david fletcher hopefully he can get back on track and you know we'll see another maybe hopefully we'll see another productive season from jared walsh and people like that you know they need to do something with their offense and i think um and i you know i think michael brantley would be a great uh addition to the angels offense uh carlos is coming on carlos is also a mets fan he's saying he'd rather see hanniger in queens than jd Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hanniger in, in, uh, Hanniger and Queens, I could see as well. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens again. I just think the Mets could use somebody like JD, but there again, Mitch Hanniger does have some pop. So, um, yeah, we, I, I could see that as well. Maybe six, seventh in the lineup. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to pitchers. I have a few starting pitchers and then I have one, um, I have one, relief pitcher. So, um, first, uh, we'll go Jacob deGrom. Uh, Jacob deGrom, I think is pretty much the, um, what's it called? The premier starting pitching, you know, sort of uh free agent you got going on there. You've got, um, but his big thing is, can he stay on the field? Can he stay on the field? But Anybody that's got money is willing to pay for Jacob DeGrom. So who do I think should be, who needs a number one ace? Oh, this one's tough. I would say Texas. I mean, you've already seen that they would, they're willing to pay out. They paid for Marcus Simeon. They paid for Corey Seager, Jacob DeGrom in Texas, not a far fetch. And they need an ace. They don't really have an ace. Another dark horse candidate I could see is Atlanta. Now Atlanta has, 
a little bit more of an established uh, starting pitching staff, but I think any pitching staff would get a whole lot better with Jacob DeGrom on it, especially if he gets healthy. So I'm saying Atlanta or Texas. Yeah, Atlanta or Texas. Um, Chris Bassett is another interesting uh, starting pitching free agent. Um, He is an innings eater. He's not an ace. So, but, you know, he is a veteran that could serve pretty well in maybe the middle of the rotation, maybe a two or a three. So you're looking for somebody like that that is in need of somebody like that and is an innings eater. I could see him going to some, some uh, a team like the Diamondbacks, right? Because they already kind of have their ace, but they need kind of more of a productive veteran presence that's not Madison Bumgarner. And I could see the Diamondbacks getting Chris Bassett, but I can also see the Cardinals. The Cardinals don't do much in the free agent market, but Chris Bassett to the Cardinals would make a lot of sense to me as well. Um, Carlos Rodon is another one. Carlos Rodon had a great season with the Giants. Um, you know, he's opting out of the contract with the Giants and he's going to um, give free agent market a shot. Now, is he going to sign with the Giants again? I don't know, but I think he would serve good atop the uh, atop the rotation of the Minnesota Twins. The Twins already have some stuff going on when it comes to their um, starting pitching. Their starting pitching is underratedly pretty good, but I would be um, really interested to see what that would look like with Carlos Rodon at the top. Um, finally, Justin Verlander, um, I mean, Justin Verlander's pushing 40, but he's winning the Cy Young. He had a one, you know, he had a, um, a ERA below two. Um, he just won the Cy Young this year. I don't know what the market is for Justin Verlander. I don't know if the big market teams are going for him or if maybe the mid market teams are going for him. Apparently he's looking for some sort of Max Scherzer type deal. Um, I don't know what the, the market for Justin Verlander is very interesting, but I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, I'd like to see him sign back with the Astros. Um, I think it would make the most sense if he signs back with the Astros. Um, they need somebody like, you know, they, they've got their young pitchers, but they still need a veteran presence. And I think Justin Verlander is a good person, a good player for that, um, for that pitching staff. Finally, Nathan Eovaldi, um, you know, been a part of that. Uh, a part of that, uh, what's it called? Uh, Red Sox rotation for a long time. The Red Sox rotation has struggled, but the Red Sox, uh, you know, Fenway being a, a, a hitter's park and the uh, and the AL East being a murderer's row when it comes to pitchers. You know, we've seen, we've seen this happen before. AL East pitchers move out and become great. I know... Um, we've talked about it in the baseball life group that maybe Nathan Eovaldi goes to the angels. I'm not necessarily thinking the angels. I'm thinking he would serve well on the giants, maybe a number two pitcher for the giants. Um, I think he would serve well in San Francisco and have a really good season there. Um, so yeah, giants and finally Taylor Rogers. And, and I think this is because I saw this so many times, one of the worst bullpens in the majors this year was the Angels. Um, I think Taylor Rogers would ben, or would be a good spot for, you know, would be a good get for somebody like the Angel. The Angels have already started making some moves to try and figure out some of their holes and stuff. Um, they signed Tyler Anderson. So, you know, he's a bullpen or a starting starting rotation piece. But, I mean, 
in terms of overall bullpen, the Angels were 25th in the league. Um, another place he could go, Arizona, could go to Arizona um, and, you know, right the ship there. The Arizona was um, marked uh, was marked as the worst bullpen in the majors. And, um, you know, so I could see Anaheim or the Diamondbacks as making the most sense for Taylor Taylor Rogers. And that's that's all of them. Rapid fire of 24 free agents and where I think they should go. Where are they going to go? Only time will tell. Um, but, you know, th- uh, this that's the fun of it, right? The fun of it is trying to figure out where they're going to go, what makes the most sense, what kind of contract they're going to get, and where they ultimately land. Um, so that concludes this episode of the Total Bases Express Show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for um, coming in and and talking with me. And uh, thank you to Carlos. Thank you to Jacob. Thank you to Melvin. And thank you to Shannon and Corey and all those guys for coming in and watching. I really, uh, really appreciate you guys coming in and watching every week and, you know, interacting. And, you know, thanks to the Baseball Life Group for making this uh, making this possible. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I love this game and I love being able to do this podcast. So, you know, thanks guys for, uh, thanks guys for continuing to interact and continue to support the total basis podcast. You will see Felipe, um, and Sean. Yeah. Felipe and Sean on Sunday, uh, for the big total basis show and, uh, Go ahead and keep looking, looking out for those greatest of all time posts because we are, I'm constantly collecting that data. So we are going to have a goat greatest of all time series here later on in the off season. And I'm really, and I'm super excited for that. Uh, if you missed any of this pot, uh, you know, if you missed any of this live show, you go ahead and check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple podcasts, anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, you're probably going to find the total basis podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. I am your host, Austin Spiro. And until next time, have a good one, everybody.